Will, do you know why I'm the greatest board player alive? Because oh. I totally bluffed the shit out of you. You know what yeah. I'm eating right now? What are you eating? My cheers. No, I are you really sweet victory? Really you, you, you know why? You know why? Why? Bruce wasn't a losing finalist. It got Get scarily close though. Get played. Got... Get played. Hey, to be fair, who else would have predicted Bruce going out with an idol in his pocket? All right. Um, but speaking of Bruce, this is going to be something I'm going to reference back with Emily. I noticed a pattern across the last few episodes. Right. And I'm really mad. I also saw the same thing on the Survivor Reddits because I was like, I don't want Jack to read this. So a few episodes ago, Kendra had a very emotional confessional, right? She was talking about the pretzels, the beer, her dad, and it was this kind of big thing, right? Well, fast forward, she gets voted out the next episode. Next episode, though, Bruce also has this really emotional confessional, right? It was one of the most uh wholesome not wholesome but like memorable confessionals of the uh this season and maybe even new era and bruce went home what does that spell for emily and katora right because i feel like they both had pretty big uh developments personally this episode um and i don't know if it's a pattern or a curse what do you think could be it could okay be. Welcome, everyone! This is why Jack is a really good conversationalist. I'm so glad I'm doing a Survivor podcast with him. I give him an idea, a crackpot theory. He's like, eh, could be. All right. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Survivor Stockwatch for episode 10 of Survivor 45. I am Jack. With me is Will. What are you wearing, and how are you doing? Wearing 3D glasses, baby. Do I look cool in 3D? I just see red and blue, baby. I just <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. How, how are you today, Will? How how's your morning going? Uh, I woke up twenty minutes ago, <laughs> so but my my weeks have been going good. You know, I've been on that grind. You know, I might be Work getting a promotion soon, so baller. But yeah, no, I can't complain. Survivor's been surviving. I've been really liking the season. So I think right now we're kind of in the uh, the valley, right? I feel like right now it's kind of crawling because we're just kind of waiting for the re before and if they're going to break up. Um, I feel like it's similar with last season, how it's like we kind of knew the score with the Tika 3. Like we knew they were going to succeed. So it's just watching them. And I feel like I personally enjoyed Tika 3 more than the read before. So I've just been pulling for Emily and yeah, nothing wrong with that. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah, this episode, um, I think the big theme this season, at least for me, um, not in terms of what the producers want us to think or the editors want us to think, but rather um, just kind of as a viewer, of what's the overall theme? It's that no matter what happens during the season good or bad the editing can always make up for it the editing can always make it good we got a really 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 good edited episode some montages yeah you know fake outs it was a great episode editorially but at the same time (laughs) the result on paper it's a little disappointing, no? Yeah. And it's one of the things I can't really blame the editors. I have to blame the players. So if, you know, we have any Survivor 45 players that made it to the final eight and they're tuning in right now, just know this episode, you know, was kind of lame and I want you to do better. But I feel like this episode was fun. I feel like that's the best way to describe it. It didn't take itself seriously. 
which I think is almost perfect for Bruce because he didn't want to take himself seriously. And he still had these really cool human moments where he expressed, you know, some vulnerabilities throughout the season. But, like, Bruce came into the season wanting to just be the fun dad. And I think he got a fun dad episode with, you know, the 80s montages. We have the, the guys, you know, broing out, which I thought was a really fun inclusion. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I feel like seeing Bruce go does suck. I think Bruce was legitimately one of the best casting choices for this season. I think he just fit the bill so well. But, you know, we'll see how the season picks up from here. I agree. Uh, Bruce was definitely the, dare I say, star of the season for me. Um, could be. Definitely top three. Top, top two. Top three. Maybe top two. Uh, but, you know, it's just a, a unity streak, having an idol, playing horribly. Um, yep. It was just really, really exciting to watch Bruce um, play this season. It was fun. He had a good time. Um, and towards the end, you know, my honest opinion was that I think people kind of wore off of actually really disliking Bruce, maybe say for Katura, um, but people kind of warded off from actually disliking Bruce and Bruce became a lot more humble and a lot more mm-hmm. relaxed. And he kind of took his experience as it was going. And if he wasn't already such a talked-up threat, maybe... I could see losing finalist. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, I think if Bruce made it to the final tribal council, I think there was an argument. I think he could have had a speech that could have won. Not, not it's certainly. I, I just think that Bruce's whole story of just being the guy everyone wants out, but no one can get him out. I think that he did play a very loyal game, right? He was loyal to the Bellows. Despite Kelly not reciprocating, I think he was very loyal with her. Um, I think really his Achilles heel was Jake in a lot of ways. I feel like he didn't want – I think he didn't really manage that relationship well game-wise. I think personally they're best of buds. Um, And I feel like that and also just being a part of the Bellow mess – you know, I feel like the Bellows were a tribe straight from Survivor Gabon and Nicaragua, where they just were super dysfunctional, could not get along. And I think that also uh, was Bruce's downfall. But the fact that Bruce made it here when we had him bottom of the barrel for the entire season is really impressive. I think so as well. I think it's really cool seeing Bruce kind of – to be fair, I, I've seen people argue that Bruce, um, he – Got lucky, a lot of twists. There's argument, sure. There's argument for him yep. being lucky with a lot of twists, but at the same time, are you mad? I mean, every Survivor season has twists, except for Gabon. You know, you can say like Richard Hatch got lucky that he was on a cast of people who wanted to play morally right, but then also re- wanted to reward his gameplay. Like exactly. you can. I don't like the luck card because you know there's going to be twists in Survivor. It's the you Russell know. Hans take saying that luck is not a part of Survivor and not a part of a game that you yeah. can play. Saying that luck is an integral to Survivor is going like Russell Hans in Heroes versus Villains and getting zero votes at FTC. Yeah, no, um, luck impacts legitimately everything from you know the twists to also who you're on an island with. I think you can make a case that Brandon got unlucky that he was on such a losing tribe because maybe if he was on a tribe of 10, it was two tribes of 10 or a tribe of eight, like two tribes of eight, maybe he could have stayed stuck around longer. Maybe he was able to have a good social game. Um, But he just wasn't lucky with being with two quitters and Sabaya of all people. Um, So I don't get the luck card. Um, But you know, I also like to argue with people online for fun about Survivor. Yeah. So overall, advocate. Yeah, I think Bruce was lucky this season, but I think more than that, he was just entertaining. Um, yep. Once you know Bruce, you know he's not a bad person in any sense of the word. He's a great human being, and seeing him go—it's unfortunate. You know, I liked a little Bruce. Um, 
I liked a little Bruce action. I liked a little character character growth from Bruce over the season. So yeah. it was unfortunate seeing him go. But it's how it is. And we say goodbye to the person we usually rank to at the bottom. <laughs> I so. know. Now now it's a different person. <laughs> sucks. Hi, Austin. Now it's a different person. Hi, Austin. Yeah, we have them both at six. Yeah. Let's Honestly, talk about it. I was going to rank them lower. I was going to rank them last. You were going to put them at seven? Yeah. What? Okay, Austin. well, explain why you didn't. So, because I I think it's a personal vendetta against Drew, <laughs> I think is why. Um, I meant the person I put at seventh. No, Austin, to me, cemented himself as just not really significant to the story. Whenever we hear from him, it's always about his advantages. He gave away an idol, and we just pretty much are left to assume that something else is happening with that. If he was the winner, right, we'd hear more about his thoughts with giving Julie the idol. We'd hear his thoughts on the votes. You know, we'd hear more than just, I have all the advantages, and I love my sandwiches, right? That's pretty much Austin's whole shtick this entire season, and I like it. You know, he was the good old boy, the the all-around, you know, jack-of-all-trades of a player. But now when we're getting down to the brass tacks, like Austin's not winning the season. I no. think he's been playing a decent game, but also I always think about the Caleb uh, confessional where he calls Austin a weak player and Austin's just been very passive with the Reba before, which I think when you're getting down into it and you're against people like Julie and D and maybe even Drew to an extent, Austin doesn't really have a lot of leverage against them. And honestly, in a final tribal council, I think he does the worst out of all four of them. He's a very loyal guy. I think he's very, uh, I think he's very good natured. But I think you're right. Going to a final tribal council with your Reba, your Reba members, you're gonna get yep. screwed. Because all of them, honestly, even though he has two idols, even though he's won a challenge, even though he's done things so well, he can't be a better arguer than Julie. Drew or D, in my opinion. And, um, yeah. And so that's why I have him at six. Not because I think he's getting sixth place for me. No. I think he's still probably getting you think it's sixth? No, 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 no. I was saying no, like I agree with you. Like, oh. no, he's not getting sixth. I still think maybe, you know, final five. Again, I think the losing the the third losing confession or not confessional, the third losing finalist spot is up in the air and I can really see it being anyone who's not, you know, D Emily or Jake. Cause I think those three are locked in losing finalist and winner. Um, and I could see Austin, a lot of the problems with him being very weak and, and just loyal and passive that could end up in a final travel council or him just looking like that could lose him the game and having two idols. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Austin kind of plays this out. Or <coughs> out of the wire, maybe he does start making some moves, but maybe he's making the wrong moves because this person is still yep. in his blind spot. Yep. And guess what? She had a bad episode, but she's still number one. Yeah. I. The thing with Dee, she can kind of afford bad episodes, because we're locked in on either D or someone else winning the season, which I've already spoiled because I'm really good at spoiling things. You are I think with, with D, her having a bad episode could be better than just having a cookie-cutter perfect streak, right? Because look at Kelly. I think she had a very cookie-cutter, really well-rounded um, season until the very end. Also think of Carson, right? He had a very cookie-cutter, you know... Uh, uh, edit and with D, you know, her having like her fluctuating a little bit that could do well, or losing finalist and she uh, gets beat on by no. the entire jury. No, I kid, there's no way. <laughs> no, I, you know, I joke, I, I joke. It, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think, uh, a lot of people have begun to say that D is not the winner, and that it's Emily just because of the strength of Emily's episode this time. And I think that's recency bias playing such a large role into it. I mean, I think D 
still has the best edit. She's had those moments. This round wasn't important to her because she voted Jake, which is technically incorrect, even though they were splitting votes. You know, yeah. D was covered. D was hidden from the edit as to not appear that she made, quote unquote, the wrong call. And so in my opinion, and yours as well, it's going to be interesting to see how D goes forward because while she didn't have a great episode, she's had good episodes. At the same time, we don't have the nail in the coffin, right? Yeah. We don't have the nail in the coffin of um, – we didn't get the letters. We didn't get a super good confessional from D about the letters. We got a little bit, if anything. Yeah. And we needed more for that to really nail in the coffin. And so I think good job on the producer's part for making sure that um, it wasn't so clear to us now at final eight who was winning. Because now a lot of people are like, oh, could it be D? Could it be Emily? Could it be Katura? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> we'll get to Katura. But <laughs> we'll get to Katura. Nah, no, I still think right now it's a two-legged race. And if it's not, you know, one of the two people, then we are back in Survivor Gabon. We're back in Survivor 43. We are getting gablered or besieled or jinked. I don't know. We're not. But, we're, uh, it's a, we're getting gablered. It's a classic gabler. It's a, ca- a classic gabler, you know. Just like Survivor Amazon, where we all thought it was Rob, and then we got gablered, and then Jenna Maraska won out of nowhere. You know, I see the same for Jake, because you know, just look at him. No, but B had a very quiet episode, but also it wasn't horrific. She's still in the power position, and honestly, she didn't need a, you know, spectacular episode if she is the winner. You know, the vote was very obvious, and it was a lot more Emily-centric yeah. for this move, but we'll, we'll see how it pans out in the future. Good for her. Good for her. Good for staying so strong. It's going to be interesting to see how she plays out with uh, Austin and the rest of the read before next episode, now that they have the majority. Uh, time will talk. And then we get to Drew, I who do. we have last. Um, yep. We've kept him kind of on the bottom for a while. I've kept him at seven. You've kept him at eight and then seven. We're at the same point. Drew is very like... <laughs> Drew's not winning. <laughs> Yeah, we ruled out Drew like episode like what three something like that episode two. <laughs> yeah maybe episode two even yeah it was early yeah um yeah there's there's no way we're still waiting for this glorious downfall you know really 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 bad episode this week and yeah. so that is leading to it potentially next week could be the downfall um yeah Drew's just been not getting good edits like even two episodes ago was pretty bad but the whole rice thing you know because again it's against jake who's a very sympathetic uh player right i would even say fan favorite right the producers for the entire season they're like jake is a really cool guy very emotional very you know a lot in there and you know yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mountain Dew Gaming. Wait a what? second. Check the chat. No, um, but Jake. <laughs> we love a good kid. Yes. Thank you. No, but Jake, the entire season, he's getting that like character first and person first, game second edit. And so Drew being kind of an a-hole to him is not a good look. And I think the producers knew that or editors knew that. And then we have this episode where he's just arguing with Drew, not Drew, uh, arguing with Jake. It's just he's not winning the season. I'm just curious on how he goes. Um, I'm curious yeah. on how as well because I think, I think if there was a time, it would be now. I think if there I think was so. a time for him to go, this is it. This is the episode to get rid of him. I'll probably, uh, you know, honestly, I'll probably make a hot, uh, a hot fix. To my uh, stock tier rankings uh, later, because I'm pretty sure I gave Drew um, a plus. Or a you gave him a, yeah, plus, I gave him a plus, triple plus. plus. Yeah. Bye bye um, bye. Yeah, I'll probably change that uh, hot fix. But yeah, I. 
he it's time. I don't think it is. I, I think everybody else has a good argument for making it past this stage. Honestly, the one person who was a mystery, Katura, has now a good argument to make it past final seven. Drew does not yeah. for me. Drew is not a finale person. Uh, I don't even think he's sixth. I think he's seventh. If he doesn't go home next episode, yeah. No, I thought he was eighth. Yeah, he definitely could have been eighth as well. I thought he was going home this episode. And before the episode aired, I wrote on our little stock watch PowerPoint, I'm like, here's my prediction. Drew is going home. I thought Bruce would play an idol. I thought idol paranoia. I think Drew would have been the weak link of the um of the people, and I would have banked on Austin winning the challenge. And that is not a crackpot theory. That is something that could have happened. In my opinion, should have happened. But, you know, Bruce didn't play his idol. So <laughs> just throw that all out the window. Yeah. But overall, I think Drew's d- door, the death door is not for Drew. Yeah. Not for Emily, though. Uh, Hi, Emily. Coronation episode? So. I mean. Emily- you know, if it if she doesn't win, it's a great this episode for a great player. Yeah. If she does win, this was her coronation. Yeah. No. So I've had Emily at number two uh, for the last episode and this episode. The the logic is just if not D, because you know there's still the argument that D is not the winner, then it's Emily, right? I feel like the the only fear with Emily is that maybe her edit is more of the journey. Than, than a winner, right, of her going from being an a-hole to, like, vulnerable. But also, I could make the same point with Bruce, and I feel like Bruce had that same exact edit, just a little more Bruceified. And Bruce was the antagonizer for a lot longer than Emily. Emily turned her attitude around literal episode two. Um, And so I could honestly see Emily as the winner just because she has a really good arc, she has a really good narrative in the game, right? She was on the Lulu losers, right? She lost her closest ally immediately into the merge, right? He's now juror number one, the mayor of Ponderosa, which is a crazy position to be in, right? Um, and I feel like this episode had a lot of personal content. My only fear is, again, go back to the pattern of Kendra Bruce, maybe Emily, but I could also make the argument for another person, and I could see her going. I could still see her at number four, right? Uh, the the dragon of the season, uh, less so gameplay wise, but more so just narratively and just the story. Well, I think I I think everything at this point. Yeah. I, I she made a really 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 good move. Um, you know, bluffing Bruce to oblivion so that he wouldn't play his idol. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about really, that actually. Really, what's up? Let's talk about that because I see yeah. a lot of people online who are all saying, why did you do that, Emily? Bruce was an ally. And Bruce, you know, he had the idol, could have taken out a re before. Now you have to bank on them clashing with each other. Good job, Emily. Which I think is baloney, and I think that is a really stupid take. And if you're perpetuating that, I think you are also stupid. Because the thing is, right, Bruce at this point, He's not a he's not an antagonizer. He's not like Abby Maria where everyone wants him gone because they want better morale in camp life. People want Bruce gone because Bruce was a legitimate threat, right? He was, he was, yeah, he was built up. He was the head of the Bellow Alliance. He won two challenges and had an idol. That is crazy, right? He also changed his attitude around. And again, at a final tribal council, I could legitimately see him pulling away of enough votes to win the game. That is scary, especially when he has an idol, right? And plus, the bellows were so fractured that Emily could not get a stronger read on them. Meanwhile, she spent the last a lot more time with Austin and and Drew and built up a relationship with them. And I don't blame Emily for thinking that Drew and Austin were more in Emily's camp than Dee and Julie's, right? Um, because, you know, having a strong alliance of three is better than a strong alliance of four, right? Especially at this point in the game. So I think this move made a lot of sense. And I also think this was, you cannot be mistaken. This was Emily's move. When Bruce goes to Ponderosa, he's like, Emily convinced me not to put my idol. That's why I'm here. Yep. And 
I think that is very smart. And I think that is like Emily's star move, her big move that she's going to use. You know, it's like Gabler voting out what's your name, right? I forgot her name, Ellie, right? Yeah. Have a, yep. Very like, interesting signature move, but you know, signature move. Yeah, but voting out the one player that on paper, you know, everyone already wanted out anyways. So it's like, why bother? But the circumstance of voting the player out and how you went about it and how it benefited your game makes it your move. Um, so yeah, it's, lock it in. Emily's number number two for us or for me. You still have her number four. Why why four? I, I'm I'm still I'm still uh, weary. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you that Emily is the number two contender to win. Uh, this is more of a placement thing. I do okay. still think she's the dragon. I've thought this for a long time. Um, Same here. I still think she's the dragon that probably D will eventually have to slay. Um, but there's no denying to me that Emily is the star of the season. Yeah, tied hundred percent. More than Caleb, more than Bruce, Emily's the star. Lock it in. Like, she uh, yeah. had, right from episode one, she had all the content. She, We've gone on her entire journey. We know her entire journey. We've seen every yep. up and every down. And it's just awesome to see. It's the last thing I want to point out with Emily, and I saw this on Reddit, too, yeah. Probably from um, me. Probably from you. Um Ricard voted out Shan as his signature move. Omer voted out High. We could say signature move or maybe Dre signature move. Um, I think more Dre. Yeah. yeah. Jesse with Cody. Carson technically with Franny and with Danny. Everything. <laughs> Was this the Dragon's signature move that we often see in the new era? Or is this an outlier? Is this a signature move of a winner, and this was the coronation of that winner? I I think I think Carson was the outlier because of just how the season was. Right? It was it was dictated mainly by the Tika three. I think. Um, but I feel like I feel like this was the signature move, either from the dragon, either from the winner, from from anyone. Also from the losing finalist, you know, similar to Carolyn using the idol on, on Carson, right? <laughs> I kid. Um, no, but I really think that this was Emily's big move. It's either that or how she breaks up the Reba 4, if she's able to break up the Reba 4. There's still a possibility. I don't think it's likely with how the edit has been, where the Reba 4, they just stick together two idols and they just put going the rest. And Emily goes out at five, right? Which I don't see happening because that can't happen with Jake being a losing finalist. But, you know. Speaking I, of Jake. Speaking of Jake. Hi, Jake. Yeah, he's still say hi to Jake. Say hi, say hi to yeah, him. Yeah, whatever. Hi. Uh, okay, Jake. Yeah, you're still a losing finalist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's still third place. Zero votes for me. Um, I think... To sum it up best with this episode, uh, one moment he's saying that Drew is someone he's starting to trust and wants someone wants him as an ally. And about 10 to 15 minutes later, he's calling him a mob boss and saying that – or no, that was Drew to Jake. No, but Drew called him a mob boss. Yeah. The but, Jake, but Jake, you know, Jake is defiant and yeah. Drew back. That's Jake. He wants to build a connection. He wants to make a game move. He wants to trust. And then it falls apart. I can make a very big crackpot theory. Please don't. No, no, no. Just hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah, I'm listening. If it's not, if it's not D or Emily, it could be Jake. Hear me out. Okay, okay, okay. If it's not D or Emily or Katura or I don't it's think we're making it to the final tribal council. That's the thing. And we'll get to that later. If it's I, not the three of them, I guess it's true. Because uh, there's no way 
to me it, it could it's, like it's the gabler thing you know like that's i could see him as the weird beat that's also why jeff Probst hates the season i could see jake as the weird out of left field bs winner right because i feel like his story could be very sympathetic to a very bitter jury right if a uh, jury is mad at the power alliance at the re before they might want to reward jake for being on the bottom at trying his best 24 7 because that's the one thing i do respect about jake he's not giving up right like i feel like honestly if i ever go on survivor i'd be like jake of just trying to make a move and just not happening right? i think you're right in a configuration of two like rebas and drew jake, and austin honestly i well okay here's what i think is more likely i think d julia jake is far yeah. more likely it's, that's uh, very that's likely that's that's very the, likely i think the wins that unless the jury that, is very bitter the jury could be bitter like you said and it could yeah. be that the bellows are like yeah jake's my winner because you know he, he was our it. guy yeah and that and, could very easily happen but at the like, same time <laughs> but at the same time let's go back to re- that too but also the fact that the jury celebrated jake still being there right like they they were they were excited when jake was still <clears throat> in the game but that's also the crackpot theory that's not like hey lock it in jake's winning the season that's just i just don't want to keep saying yeah jake's a losing finalist he had a bad episode he's charlie brown he's owen he's romeo i wanted to like you know pump some life into jake because i also think he just deserves it because you know i i, I always feel bad for him um He's one of my favorite players this season. He's, or he's favorite awesome. Characters. And uh, seeing him just uh, be so positive about the season. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Jake. Actually, I have a, another crackpot theory about Jake. Jake is the CEO winner of Survivor 45. Lock it in. Okay, that is more likely than him winning the game. That could happen. Yep. I I think because she, she gives – so if you don't know about the CEO prize, she gives money – she's a lot of money to Survivor players. <clears throat> um. I think last season she gave it to Carolyn, I think Lauren and someone else. Lauren, maybe Heidi. Uh, Maybe Heidi. She she just gives a lot of money to players. I think before sometimes three people, sometimes it was only one. I think she gave like a bunch of money to uh, Ty. Um, For Mark the Chicken. I think, yeah, for Mark the Chicken. I think Jake is getting the money. Um, I could also see Emily kind of. Uh, I could see Jay Maya just as the weird BS like third spot. Um, I think she gave money to Brandon last season. Was there a Brandon 44? Yes. Uh, yes. here we go. She's she gave 15,000 to Lauren, 15,000 to Carson, and a hundred thousand to Carolyn. <laughs> Dog. So there you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty. That's 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 good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I could see, I could see I could see Bruce as well, uh, with the whole like dad thing. I could see I could see Emily definitely Jake, um, or maybe Caleb. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But <laughs> lock it in, boys. Jake's your see a prize winner. I can see. Hi, hi Julie. Julie. Uh, so. What. Why do we say hi to the people? They're not listening. <laughs> I did start it. But <laughs> why? Um, hi, Julie. So, the key argument with Julie at this point in the game, besides, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say her and Drew's connection is the clear connection that um, the editors want us to focus on uh, instead of her and D, per se. Um, first of all, she still has Austin's idol. I will not believe. Austin has two idols again until we see Julie give it back. Yep. Does not matter. Julie needs – we need to see it happen or it doesn't happen. So Julie still has an idol. And now the argument is, is Julie a losing finalist or does she get eliminated in favor of, in my opinion, the next person? That is – I. Yeah, it's I feel not, like Julie's a the very, hardest very to read. Call. Yeah, Julie's the hardest to read. I feel like there's still a lot of longevity in the late game. Um, but I think the big problem with Julie 
is that it's really hard to play a cutthroat game, but also be the mom. I think, and she touched upon this this episode, but it's I feel like it's always a pitfall, right? Of being the mom, it helps out early game, right? Yeah. But once it's time for the merge and like the late merge, you can't really, or you can, but the jury looks at you differently and the players look at you differently. Like you are the caretaker, like you're the person who's very caring. You're going to play a loyal game. And so when you don't, people are a lot more emotional to that than other players. And so I, I kind of wrote off Julie as the winner. Plus there's just, there wasn't a lot episode one uh, for me to really pump up Julie. Um, I could see her as a losing finalist. I could see her as a no vote finalist in favor of Jake getting a vote. I still think Bruce could vote Jake at the final tribal council. Um, but, or I could see her going at final five, right? In the configuration where Julie goes at five, Emily goes at four, and then final three is D, uh, Jake, and the last person who I wonder who. Could Julie lose fire? Or if Emily wins, Emily and Julie go to fire, Julie loses fire, Emily goes to final tribal council, wins. There you go. And who wins in a final tribal council of D and Emily? That is going to be a competitive one to start. That is the, you know, that's the battle. And that is tough <clears throat> trying to figure out because, in my opinion, <clears throat> the biggest thing. D is the most likely to win, but if D and Emily were at FTC together, Emily wins. Yeah. Yeah. I just think she has more friends in the jury and has a better story. I I think Emily has the best story of the season. And I think think Brandon does, honestly. So glad they got rid of him. Big threat. Don't look at me. (laughs) I am of the belief. This is slight. This is very, very new, rickety. That Julie goes out right before the end, fifth, fourth, in yeah. favor of Katura. Katura is weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it's still tricky, but I think this episode helped clear out a lot to the point where I don't think she goes home this episode, this coming episode. I yeah. also don't think she goes home the next episode. I could still see her going out this episode just because of the curse of personal content and then getting voted out right after. That's my biggest thing of why I could see Quatora leaving this episode or this upcoming episode. But I really think we are headed for a, I not just think, I really hope we're headed for a Reba, you know, catastrophe, a Reba breakdown. I think that will revitalize the season and really give it a lot of fresh air. Um, and I don't think Katora is winning the season. I could see it being competitive against her and Jake at a final tribal council. If for whatever reason the final tribal council is Katora, Jake, and Austin, I could see her potentially winning that. But the configurations of Katora winning a final tribal council is a lot fewer or it's a lot smaller than D and Emily. Um, and I personally wrote her off. I think her great episode one, you know, is still there. But also, she spent a lot of the season just having nothing except for go being against Bruce, right? And I do not see that narratively being like a rewarding winner because you know there's more to her game. You know she doesn't have she's not just ranting about Bruce and then going back to the island. She's talking to the camera about her strategy because she's done it before. But we're not seeing that. All we're seeing is just her against Bruce. And I think for that well, reason, we saw we saw that um we saw the ending play out this episode yeah. or maybe we didn't. Maybe there's still more to the story. But, but it's same thing with Austin, right? Kelly goes and the whole sandwich kerfuffle is over and now we're just not seeing austin anymore right. you know so could, who knows? here's here's my question with katura could we be getting um could we be getting um a misleading uh on the level of dean from island of the idols because dean he he was terrible 
He was terrible early, <clears throat> and it was trash. Let me pull up an edge real quick, um, just to get a look for it. Back to um, talking about Island of the Idols, so though, it is rough. Yeah. I like, I yeah. love Dean though. Dean was Dean was a goon. His start under the radar, invisible under the radar, over the top negative, uh, and then just a little bit of a lull of middle of the roads, and then jumped up, being seen as like you know making his own plays, getting advantages and stuff. Could we be getting misled on the level of Dean or another losing finalist who picks up steam as the game goes on, even though they had a horrible beginning? Say, um, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that of a losing finalist. I think it's going to be kind of like, um, what's your face, Lindsay from 42, right? Because Lindsay wasn't really there for a lot of the season. And then at the very end, it's like, oh my god, Lindsay's this huge threat. And I think we're going to see that with Katora, right? I feel like people are seeing her as like the last Bell. I, I kind of see her as the last Bellow member because Jake just transcends tribes. Like he's just the only tribe he's on is losing finalist and, and, and Sia. So, you know, I feel like Katora is going to be one of those players that was just not there for a lot of the season. And then somehow, I think she could really help with breaking up the Rhea before. And for that... I think she will now. I think it's the time now to do that because I don't... I see a lot of people saying that they think it's her her story was she wants to outlast every Bellow. I don't think it's every Bellow because the other Bellow, Jake, is not really A, a threat to Katura, and B, Jake tried to help Katura out. And with, I forget Jake was on Bella. <laughs> I can't be real. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, think, I don't think Atura is that. And if she targets Jake this episode, then yeah, she was. And I'm wrong. But. Yeah. Well, what could happen, right? If I, if I had to script the season, I could see her breaking three before with Emily. But Emily put all of the focus on Katora doing that. Make it seem like it's her move. That way, Katora gets a lot of the steam, is a threat, and then gets voted out. And then at Final Tribal Council, Emily could be like, I was part of that process every step of the way. I just put all the blame on Katora. That way, I was able to stay and survive longer. I think that is the way to go. The odds of that happening, very slim. But, you know, I'll be I'll be the guy on the couch telling you how to do it and how to play Survivor, despite not being on Survivor. So... You know. Before we get to before we get to the um, before we get to the tears and all of that, um, I want to quickly point out nobody uh, the people who haven't gotten a vote yet this season. Um, Austin has not received a vote this season. Let's see. Um, has... Did Emily not get a vote? Emily did. Emily got one vote when in the revote where Jay Maya went home. Oh, but, I forgot about that. But one vote. It's pretty good. Um, from from the guy who went out. That's really good. From Jay Maya, yeah. She um, almost would have been the first one out. Austin and Katura are the only people who have not had their name written down yet. Take that as you will. So I could see that with Austin in the sense that no one's really – I feel like Austin is just getting that Xander edit where we think Austin is playing this immaculate game but in reality, he's just not really there. Yep. Kind of like Xander. Xander was very photogenic. He was very good at giving confessionals. And he was, you know, we all thought he was like the big underdog. When in reality, everyone was just like, oh, yeah, just Xander. Eh, who cares? Exactly. I can see that with Austin. What about Katura? What, what do you see in the read that, because the tribals, the tribal councils where she did end up going and she was, um, was not immune. Um, was the split tribal. She was the swing boat, the crucial boat at that tribal. Um, the split tribal she was immune for. Yeah. Or not split tribal. Never mind, I'm reading it wrong. No, she was the, she was the swing boat in that tribal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the final 10 where Kelly went home, um, she was not much of a threat in that regard. Final 9, Kendra didn't have a vote. Same kind of deal. Not really much of a threat. Didn't really have her name thrown out. This round, with Bruce going home, integral to that vote as well. Setting up the lie. And being the one 
which is oh my god. Okay, can we talk? All right, before we before we finish, we talk about the lie because, in my opinion, Bruce would have had that lie sold if yep. he did not tell Katura that it was a lie. If he didn't tell yeah. Katura that it was a lie, a hundred percent, I think Bruce would have gotten away with it, and I think Bruce could have easily survived playing <laughs> the idol this round and making a big move, right? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I totally forgot about the lie. That was a really good move that, from Bruce. That almost worked out really it well. It almost worked, except yeah. the Achilles heel was trusting Katura again. Yeah, and that was the payoff. We, you know, we've been talking about the payoff of one of the big arcs of the season, Katura versus Bruce. Here it was. They are finally starting to trust each other again. Bruce tells this lie and then says it was a lie, and then Katura's like, you know what? I still don't want to work with Bruce. And so I'm going to tell people it's a lie and trash yeah. Bruce's game. And it was the perfect building block for Emily to have the crowning shot of bluffing Bruce. Yeah, that's the problem though with Katora with the Bruce blind side. I feel like it's I feel like it's shown to be more of Emily's move. I feel like yeah. a lot of the time it's like, yeah, she voted out Caleb and was the pivotal move, but also all it did was really it sets up uh, Jake really poorly, right? I think you know her in the Bruce Blind side, you know whatever, and then with the Kelly vote out, she was not in the loop, right? And so I feel like her problem was early on she was just viewed as a bellow number and not really as an individual player, and that's how she kind of got edited as right. She was just another bellow who wanted Bruce gone. Um, now her lack of visibility could stem from the fact that she was immune the entire pre-merge, which is entirely possible. Um, I just think Katora still has the weirdest edit where I could really see her as the BS winner that out of left field losing finalist goes home now or goes home in a few votes. If depending on how the re before get broken up. If they get broken up, because don't forget, it's still entirely possible that the Reba four doesn't get broken up and Jake yeah, makes really, it to the end by just winning challenges. Yeah. Or finding it. literally out. ride that four to final to five end. with Jake yep. and he just wins challenges because of the finalist and it's D, Julie, and Jake. And, and then, or, and, and then Jake wins a fire against uh, Julie. Yeah, exactly. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Hi. Oh, never mind. Hi, tier list. All right, here we yeah. go. We're going to make a hot fix. Uh, Drew is not a stay for me. I've been convinced. Uh, he, I'm not going to say a really bad series. I'm just going to say a minus, a sell for him. Not a good series. Same for D. Uh, you know, as much as we want to credit D for being the top contender, on paper, a bad episode. You don't get a lot of content. For the family visit or family letters, I wish it was a family visit. Um, but not a great episode for D in that regard. At stays, Jake losing finalist, duh. At Austin, stay tentative to say a sell. I think next episode is the time to sell Austin stock, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think sixth or fifth is like. The place Austin's gonna get. I think it's and we know episode one. We we said that since the beginning of the game that he's gonna get that place, and we're still holding on. Yep. Um, Emily and Julie with a plus. Emily, great move, great episode. Worried that it's a coronation misdirect, and that she's gonna uh, get out before she uh, can truly win. Obviously. Um, and then Julie with a plus. I wanted to say something else about Julie. Oh, yeah. The last thing I want to say about Julie is her wanting to get out Jake many, many times. She always says, Jake's got to go. I want Jake. I want Jake. I want Jake. And then she votes for the other person. She voted for Kelly. Yeah. She voted for Kendra. And she voted for Bruce this episode. D, Austin, and Drew voted for Jake. Julie voted for Bruce. So... Keep that in mind when you're thinking about Julie because she has not truly gotten her way at that's, all. That's why I have her number four and not number three or two. Fair enough. And then gets her at a double buy. 
because I think she's going to be a potential losing finalist on the same level as Julie now. I'm still weary. I'm still hesitant. But it was a good episode nonetheless for her. Finally getting out Bruce. Um, taking a big shot. Yep. All the goods. So, uh, anywho, Hi, this is the this is the edit. Um, yeah, so it's a little hard to see, but we have uh, Austin with a nice little subdued episode. Unfortunately, D with another radar one, you could argue under the radar too. Um, I'd maybe do it on the rewatch, but under radar one. Drew over the top negative three. I'm so, so desperately waiting for over the top negative five. When, I, I'm waiting. I really want that episode to happen. I, I really want, want it. That. It's gonna be some Emily, fun. Yeah, Emily with a great episode. Jake with a Jake episode. Um, Julie with a decent episode. You know, everyone got pretty much positivity or negativity because it was uh, family letters and all that. And then Bruce with his first complex of the season. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he had a string of OTT five or OTT N five, which is my favorite. Um, favorite, I edic. guess, favorite edgic thing, right? I love the if I go on Survivor, I want my whole I want the last like 15 episodes and just get OTTN5 the entire way. I just want that train, it'll be fun, and then I win. Okay, well, Will, that's my name. This has been the stocks. Don't spaz out now, you might fall out of your chair. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I applied to Survivor the other night. You applied? I applied. Put my application, made my video. Uh, with no, what's that? Ready to see you? Hopefully. I did not ask Adam Klein for help. So, you know, I think producers should put me on for that. <laughs> That's good. All right. <laughs> what about you? Did you apply? I did not apply. You I should. will not apply until the next cycle. That's when That's I will fair. start applying because I will be done with college. Look, apply now. That way you can make the story of like, I applied for a year. Please, it's <laughs> my dream. I applied. Please, please let me play. <laughs> I keep DMing Jeff Probst on Twitter. I'm like, yo, Probst, <laughs> check yo, your inbox. Give me a spot. <laughs> All right, oh, well. Actually, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. I want to give a shout out to my boy, Trey Plutnik. I think I said his name right. Squid Game, right? Squid Games. Yep. Uh, I played in Online Survivor with him back in 2020. Really cool guy. One of the most genuine guys you'll ever meet. So go watch Squid Games. Go support him. Go follow his socials. Uh, I'm going to reach out and see if he wants to do a podcast with us. That would be fun. That would be fun. A little, little stock watch action. And I'm not saying that because I want to ride him to success. But I I'm really hoping. So yeah. I'm really hoping that I can ride him to success. <laughs> 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 that, this, has, this has been the stocks this has been stock watch episode 10 thank you all for joining next episode will the re before break up probably not probably, probably not do. hopefully we get some action we will see you all next week bye bye